Do you know how many people told me I had no idea what I was doing? You know, because I've had a lot of investors want to come and invest and, you know, they want governance and et cetera. And I'm like, no, no. And they're like, why? I'm like, because my two investors, all of the advice that they gave me was bad advice. And if they had control over my decisions, we would have gone in the other way. So no, I listen to myself because I'm going to tell you something before we leave. And this is something that everybody needs to know. Men tend to get better looking as they get older. Women get smarter period. And we're not given credit for it, but we get smarter. I was not this smart when I was 20. I was also not this smart when I was 32. And I realized that that's the secret sauce right there. That's the secret sauce. Because if we get smarter, we can do a lot. We could solve problems on a massive level. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to a Fashion Moment podcast. Whether you're a fashion lover or just fashion curious, welcome. I literally love bringing you one-on-one interviews week after week with your fashion favorites. I get inspired every time, and I hope you do too. This podcast is not sponsored, and all of us here are freely giving our time because we all believe in this, and we love it. I would love to continue this great work and bring you even more content, exclusive features, and live events in the years ahead. If you love the podcast or just want to support, buy me a coffee. Yes, a coffee. You can visit buymeacoffee.com slash a fashion moment to become a fashion friend for one coffee a month, $5, or click the support tab to grab any amount you'd like. Again, that's buymeacoffee.com slash a fashion moment. Thank you for supporting us. Now on to the show. Sahara Lati is an American entrepreneur and the founder and CEO of Lashify, a luxury beauty company that holds over 70 patents and 50 trademarks worldwide. Sahara is known for inventing the Lashify system, the revolutionary gossamer lash, and the fuse control wand. The technology allows for the lash to be placed on the underside of the upper lash, creating a seamless look without damage. I'm obsessed and this is not an ad. The award-winning lashes have been featured on several celebrities' red carpets and even on the small and big screens. Lashify is everywhere. But I can personally attest that Lashify is more than just a brand. When I was in the throes of postpartum depression and even in the middle of my divorce, you know, just feeling consumed by sadness and, you know, crying in the dark in the wee hours of the night, Sahara's Lashify IG Live would randomly pop up in my feed just in time to lift my spirit and encourage my soul. She always had an amazing playlist with an awesome lash tutorial infused with raw and honest personal stories and life lessons. The moment I put on her lashes, I could finally begin to see glimmers of the fabulous me that had been hiding for several years. Lashify, Sahara, and the Lashify community brought me back to life. It's truly amazing what a lash can do. I sat down with the one and only Sahara Lati to discuss her journey as an entrepreneur, the wonder of Lashify, and her go-to fashion favorites, of course. Enjoy.
can I just say I am living for this this situation that you've been rocking lately? This braid. You know why? You know why? Because mm-hmm. because um, literally now taking it back to Kim. Kim was the one that always hooked up my hair girls. Okay, and and so I've been having a problem. So the last person. Um, was, was the, we used the same girl and that, that was not working out for me anymore. And so what's really interesting is that, um, Raven who was taking care of Kim's girls and she's, she's been taking care of Kim's girls just until this last year came over here. And I was like, and she's like, and I was like, oh, my hair. And she's like, I got the person for you. <laughs> and, and, and so this girl, Dominique comes over and she's like, oh my God, you know? And I was like, and she's so good and her energy is so great. And I looked at my friend, Justin, I was like, that's from Kim. That was from Kim. Cause that's who took care of my hair. <laughs> it's so dope. I was like, what? I am living for the braid. It's so now. Cause it's you know, so I now. have naturally really black curly hair. What? Well, I knew it was black, but I didn't know it was like curly. Curly. Wow. Not like super tight curl, but ringlet, yeah. but ringlet. Like the ringlet. Yeah. So yeah. for me, like as a kid, it was like my aunt would come over and like blow dry our hair straight. Wow. My hair has been a whole thing. You know what I mean? Wow. So I didn't like, you know, uh, I, I actually didn't, I didn't understand how much I had in common with my black girlfriends <laughs> until we started talking <laughs> about hair. I was like, hair. Yeah. Because hair's a thing. Yeah. You know, it's, so, a thing. it's a thing. And like I have I have two toddler boys and they're half Afghan. And and so like they have two they different textures yeah. happening. And yeah. I'm just like, I I, I don't know. Yeah. I just don't know. See, I got that Afghan hair. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, um, thank you so much for just doing this interview. Absolutely. I am such a fan. I live, I live for your IGs. I live for Lashify. I love the passion that that you exude every single day. We know you love the product. We and I can't wait to share with all of our listeners your journey, but also the amazing product I'm that so you're excited. currently using to transform and yeah. empower women, yeah. women, men and women, anybody. Across, anybody, anybody, okay, and all everybody in between. So. Thank you so much for coming on onto a fashion moment. Thank you yes. for having me. So, I mean, I love to start at the very, very beginning. Okay. What was life like in, in the San Francisco Bay Area? Like, where exactly were you? Like, where'd you grow up? So I grew up in Northern California in a town called Atherton, which is right outside of Palo Alto, um, okay. mm-hmm. Menlo Park. It's, it's NorCal. So Atherton was the town that, like, I think, like, um, in, in, in the early 1900s, the people that lived in San Francisco had like their summer homes in Atherton. Oh, so it's wow. like, yeah, like the Hamptons of New York City. And it was a very, um, you know, my background is Iranian. So I was born mm-hmm. in Tehran. And then when the revolution was happening, we lived in England. And my dad, wow. I guess, called his friend and was like, where's the best place in Northern California to move? And his friend was like, and so <laughs> literally my dad went, we, my mom and dad went, they bought a house and the next thing you know, we're like in Atherton and I'm like, wow, you know, and, and everybody was blonde and, you know, wow. we, we, there was one Persian family and that was us. There was one black family that was Jerry Rice. 
from the 49ers. And then there was wow. one. Yeah. And then there was one Jewish family and that was the chase. Yeah. Wild. Um, you mentioned your father a lot in your, in your lives. Yeah. Just about some of the lessons that he's taught you both personal and professional. You know, are there a few that really stick out in your mind and, yeah. and some that have been very impactful in your life? Definitely. You know, my dad is a businessman, like through and through. And he um, supported himself. He, he, he paid for his college and his education playing cards. Wow. So he, he, when he was a kid, um, I guess, you know, they didn't have a lot of money. And his, his mom had like some apartment or something. And my dad would have to ride like 100 miles on his bike to get like $20. Wow. And so wow. one day on his way home, these guys were like, hey, we're playing we're playing cards. Like, why don't you bet? And so my dad bet it and he lost it. And so then he had to go home and his mom's like, where's the rent? He's like, Oh, I don't, I don't, they didn't give it to me. And so I guess this went on for a few months. And then when his mom found out, she like whipped his ass. And then he was Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to learn how to play cards. So, So what's funny is, and so what's funny is that's how he taught himself. And, you know, he's an engineer, but, you know, I didn't go to school for business. Like, I'm just, I wanted to be an actress. I wanted to be like, I just knew I had to do something that was out there. But all my dad ever talked about was business. So he was a Mm -hmm. mathematician. So like, let's say we'd go like to a restaurant. He would like, look at this and be like, how much you think this cost to make? How much, look at how much they're selling it for. Look at the, oh, look at how much do you think this cost? So everything was like, look at how much does that cost? Look how much we can sell it for. And so it was always about business. And so, and so I always would, I I can't explain it. It was like constantly money, 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 business, money, business, talk, business, deal, this, that, how much is that? What's that worth? Oh, that's not worth it. And so what I realized is that you learn what you hear, mm-hmm. right? You learn what you wow. hear. So if you're growing up and there's a lot of struggle, that's yeah. what you learn. You learn struggle. Wow. You learn, man, yeah. money's hard. Money's hard. Money's hard. Oh, so hard. Okay. Get what you can. No. And, and wow. so what I, what I, what I realized is that many of my friends didn't necessarily have, they were, they were hearing something different. And, and so I was like, you know, if it, it comes from your aunt, you, you learn this information from the parents, from the grandparents, from the, whatever, that's what keeps the mantra going. So what is the mantra? What Hmm. is the mantra that we're hearing? You know? Yeah. So his was always, we got to do this. We could do that. Da, 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 da. And then there were certain mantras that I didn't like that they were trying to teach me. (laughs) You know what I mean? I was like, yeah, I don't like that mantra. You know what I mean? Like, and so whether it was like, you need to get married, like they didn't, they didn't, my mom tried to throw that on me a little bit. I was like, you need, we need to stop that, you know? (laughs) So, so he was, he was very, um, as far as people are like, how do you know how to do this? And I'm like, Cause I had a dad that was like, he went back where he went and he did what he needed to do. You know what I mean? It's wheeling and dealing and, and so on. And so, you know, starting Lashify, people don't really know it, but it's like, I've been in the mafia. Like I'm literally in the mafia. I'm like a Lash (laughs) mafia. 
it's true. We're, we're lasha fiends out here. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm really curious the mantra, like, I feel like that's so powerful for, for people who may have been sort of tapping into the wrong mantra. What would you, what, what would your advice be to them to snap out of that and create a new narrative? Because I'm sure as an entrepreneur, you know, even though you, you grew up with these mantras, I'm sure there are times when you're in the trenches and you were just like, good God, is this mantra true? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, listen, you know? there's, there, there, listen, I'm going to tell you there's, there was mantras, you know, um, any businessman is also somewhat narcissistic in his own way. Yeah. So I had to, you know, like you're amazing because you're my daughter. Um, Mm. you're not amazing because, and I was like, no, I'm no, I'm good. No matter what I'm good. No matter what, you know? And so I think the biggest thing is if you see something happening in your life repetitively, blame yourself and fix it. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you see yeah. something happen, if you're like, damn, I keep getting in bad luck. I keep dating men that just, nah, what's up with, look in yourself, find what's in you that is bringing this in, blame, take the responsibility because the only person you can change is you. So if you're focused on like, man, he was mean to me on that one. No, you'll never change them, but you can change yeah. yourself. So you stop accepting that and you don't mm. want that anymore. You know what I mean? One of the number one problems that I see with people is that they have the mantra of, I better get what I can. I better get what I can. I better get what I can. So let me give you an example. Yeah. Someone, com- someone comes to do my hair, right? Maybe she looks around. She's like, damn. I'm like, cool. We do a great. We all know how much a braid costs. Okay. Yeah. So. If you're like, well, I'm going to charge you $800, I'll be like, thank you so much. And I'll pay you, but I'm never going to bring you back again. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you want to play the smart, you want to play the long game. You want to play the, that girl looks like she's going to be a good client. I'm not going to come from the area of, uh, from the place of, I better get what I can. Mm, I'm going to, I want to, I want to come from the places I want a long-term relationship here. I love that. And you can, you can definitely see that through your customer service because Sahara is going to be popping up. You see what I'm right. But you see, listen, (laughs) let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes we come in, there's somebody that comes in, they spend $150. Okay. Yeah. And, but but, let's say, let's say they spend $200. So they Mm -hmm. buy everything. Okay. So they buy the, this, they buy the, that, 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 that. And then they come in, they're like, you know what? This thing is, this, this, this thing is broken. And yeah the customer service looks at it and they're like, that ain't broken. And I'm like, that ain't broken. And then you go, we can either say, you know what? Sorry. Or we yeah. can say, let's make an investment in this person. Okay. Wow. We're so sorry. We're sorry. We're going to replace that for you. Right. And guess what? We played the long wow. game and that person keeps coming back. Cause a lot of times people just want to know if you're going to take care of them. If you're fair, if you're there, do you know what I mean? And yeah. so it's, it's really sometimes about, you know, in the beginning, when I first started Lash, if I, five people bought the kit and wow. I never sold the kit before. And I got so nervous. I refunded all of them. And I said, hi, I refunded you, but I'm sending you this anyway. I would like you to give me reviews. 
because I didn't, love it. I didn't, yeah, I didn't. What if I, what if they didn't like it? Like I wanted to, before yeah. I went, I wanted to, you see what I'm saying? So you always want to, you want to play the long game with people. You don't just yeah. want one hit. Right. And I see no. that happening a lot. I see that happening with some employees that come in, they'll come in and be like, yeah, Sahara, I can do this for you. I can do that for you. I can do this. I'm like, cool. How much do you want? And they're like, I want this. And you're like, I'm like, okay. And then I like think about it for a minute and I'm like, well, if you can do all the things that you say you can do, then okay. And then I bring them in and I'm watching them. Right. Yeah. And I'm watching them like a hawk. And I could tell you 10 out of 10 times, they don't make it. Right. Wow. Because they came in and they promised the moon and they, yeah. tra- and they charged me the moon too. And then you see what I'm saying? So yeah, that's, I, I see that a lot. I see that a lot, you know? So it's wow. like, it's like come in easy. And then we have people that come in that are way overqualified for their jobs. Right? Of course. <laughs> and, and, and they're like, Sure. Yeah. I'll come in. I'll come in and they take a pay cut. And then five months I realize they're brilliant and it's like, okay, let's go. Does that make sense? So I'm looking, I'm, I'm also looking for that because like nobody wants to be hustled and I don't want to hustle anybody. So a lot of, a lot of the being an entrepreneur is finding your people, finding who you can trust, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me step back because you're, you were giving so many great nuggets about business, but there was a road to getting here. So you were acting and I was digging. I was like, let me find Sahara's old like films. And I was just, it was like, oh my God, you had the curly hair. You were, and you're good. I'm a good like, actress, man. You are good. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, like she is killing it. So like, what, what was like, how, how did you end up, you know, acting and then yeah. getting into Lashify? Like, so, how did, how- so basically it all started like this. Um, I, I went to school in San Diego for a year. I hated it. And then I said to my dad, if you let me be a theater major, I'll get straight. A's." And he was like, okay. So I got into USC. I was a theater major and a cinema minor. I killed it. I was in acting class at the same time. And the acting game is very like, you know, I, I was, I was a good actress, but I, but I did groundlings for a little while. And I realized that I was funnier when I just played myself than if I played a Mm -hmm. character. So then in acting class, um, we needed to do scenes. And Mm -hmm. so I would, I had written a play at USC. So I started using the scenes from my play and people were like, where'd you get this? And I was like, Oh, Samuel French bookstore. And so then people would go to the bookstore and they couldn't find it. And I was like, okay, fine. I wrote it. And so then, so then a manager was in the, um, it was in the group and was like, you know, I manage writers and you know, you're a really good writer and like come in for a meeting. So I, I went in and then the head manager was like, Hey, take this. Can you do something with the script that someone wrote a few years ago? So I rewrote it for two weeks. And then we ended up selling it to universal for like $500,000 or something. And I was like, Whoa, I'm like, yes. I'm going to be a writer now. <laughs> and so, so, you know, once I started making money and what I liked about writing is there was more power to it. Like as an actress, yeah. like they wouldn't even say hi to you at an audition. There was very little wow. respect. 
And then when you went in for a writer's meeting and, you know, you rolled up into the studio and they were like, hi, Miss Lottie, can I get you a glass of water? And I was like, thank you so yeah. much. And I like, there was more respect and I liked that. Yeah. Now at the time you couldn't start your own show. So if, if at that time, if I, if YouTube was around, I would have probably like oh my God, been a YouTuber, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then, um, so then I got into the writing game and, you know, I got a three picture deal with Fox and every one of my movies went into turnaround. And what that means is that the studio pays you, but they don't end up making it. Now, what's really interesting is my goal was to sell scripts. That was like, because mm -hmm. my dad was like, nobody can, only one in 10 billion people can do that. And I was like, I'm going to do it. So my, all I thought <laughs> about was selling scripts. And so wow. if you look at the trajectory of my career, I sold a lot of scripts. I was never thinking about making the movie. I was just thinking about wow. selling the scripts. And so wow. what was interesting is that one of the studio executives said to me, you know, all good writers want to be directors. You don't want to be a director. And I was like, oh, oh, I don't, I don't know. And so mm -hmm. then I, I got hired to do a, um, to adapt this book, this, this, this British novel and to turn it wow. into a screenplay. And um, I did a good job. And then the studio, instead of hiring me to do the rewrite, the, mm. pre the president at the time didn't want to get fired. So she wanted to hire like a Nora Ephron, like a really Ooh. big screenwriter, and basically passed on me to go hire her. And I was devastated. And I was yeah. so devastated that it was the first time that I was just like, I don't like this. Like, this isn't a good business. Like here I am working my ass off. I'm actually probably more talented than this other person, but one person, one woman, maybe PMSing, afraid of her job. Not, I don't know. She can, she can change the whole trajectory of my life. Wow. And so when I was trying to, when I was trying to be a screenwriter and like, you know, consistent money. Cause you'd make like some money here and then you wouldn't, I was buying yeah. and selling stuff on online. So I was wow. an early adopter of eBay, like in 1998 and I Ooh. would buy it. So yeah. And so what I had done in the early two thousands was I saw that all these people were buying fake Balenciaga bags online. Yeah. Right. And it was killing me because you weren't allowed to message them. So I made a, a, a in the middle of the night, I made a PDF called how to buy an authentic Balenciaga bag. And I put it on eBay for $5. The next morning I'd sold 20 of them. So wow. I was like, wait a minute. So then I created a blog that you had to pay to get into $29.95 a month. Next thing you know, I've sold $20,000, 20,000 of these memberships. Right. And literally I took the fake hand mag market. And because I gave everybody the information, I put them out of business and nobody wanted to buy a bag from anybody but me. So wow. I came in and I contacted every girl, Barney's, the girl in Kuwait, Balenciaga, New York, Aspen, small stores. And I bought up everything. Wow. And I got, I literally got a black card, right? I could not, I'm like, of and course. I spent so much money. And I was, I was, I was like flipping them a thousand bucks each time. Bam, 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 bam. And so what I knew and I was all about the customer service. I'm talking like this bag had to be beautiful, like the, the leather was perfect. And, yeah. and I noticed, I noticed that every time I bought something, I always bought it for myself. 
And yeah. every time I wanted to flip it, every time I wanted to flip it, I made money. So wow. what I also created was this forum. And in this forum, uh, it was it was private. And there was like, I think a few hundred members. And every time I bought something, they'd be like, I need that. And yeah. so it just kept going. So eventually, um, uh, and then I started selling real scripts. So I, start, I stopped doing that. Right. Wow. But that psychology and that knowledge was in my mind. So then what happened is, um, I Wait, was Sarah, really Sarah, yeah. I have to ask you, yeah. where did that come from? Because that is essentially the funnels that people are attempting to create now, but you were doing it yeah. back then. Like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. I didn't go to business school. So I didn't have a book of, I didn't have a book of rules. I, there was yeah. no, you see what I'm saying? A lot of people say, oh, well, you need to think outside of the box. I didn't know that there was a box. Yeah. Okay. So sometimes your ignorance is the greatest thing. I didn't know that I couldn't do it. I didn't wow. know. So in my mind, when I started Lash by, I was like, this is going to be massive. Like the idea of me not, if it not being this huge thing, it didn't even exist because yeah. I knew, I knew what I, what I had created and I could see it and I could feel it. And, um, so basically I look going back to, so I'm doing this and I'm kind of overriding. I'm just done with it. And I'm at this point, I've really thrown myself into healing dogs because I'm realizing there's all these sick dogs all over the place. Nobody knows yeah. how to fix them. And I do because I'm into like natural stuff. And then I realized there's no research for the natural stuff that actually works because, wow. you know, the, the veterinary world is being ruled by the pharmaceutical companies. So there's a conflict yeah. of interest. So a vet said to me, you know, Sahara, if you want, if you want medicine that cures animals, you're going to have to fund it yourself. And I was like, then I will, then I will. And I was like, then I will. And so then a few vets, I went to them. They're like, wow, your bulldog is the most gorgeous bulldog I've ever seen. What did you do? I said, I used turmeric and homeopathy. And wow. they'd be like, <laughs> and they would say, well, there's no research. And so I'm like, you know what? Then I'm, I'm going to do it. And so I knew that the way to make money the way to make real money was to patent things. Cause when I was a kid, all the, all the rich people in Florida that had the boats had patents. So I was like, well, this Persian girl, I'm going to make a patent. And, so, and yeah. so, that's, so that's what I did. And so I was like, I need to make a lot of money. Is it my vacuum idea or is it my lash idea? Lash idea. So then wow. like, that was my impetus. Cause I was like mad about it. <laughs> and, um, yeah. and so then I just, cause you know, you don't, you don't like, if your impetus is like, I want to be rich so I can buy like all these Birkins, it's not really going to do, I don't think that's really the right approach. So my approach was, I actually, um, I want to be able to fund these studies. So yeah. nobody can ever say what she said to me again. You know what I mean? Because I have all the evidence here. I have the 20,000 dogs that are okay, that we're going to die that aren't. And you're yeah. telling me that's there's not enough research. So then I'm gonna I'm gonna pay for that research. And so the first I don't know fifty or hundred thousand that I was able to to give, I did the first year. Wow. And wow. so now, and, mm -hmm. and with lash, like were you just like you know what? 
it's really hard to put these lashes on. There's got to be a better way. Yeah. Like, were you so in your, in your was, bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what happened was in, in 2015, I was obsessing on it. Okay. Wow. Then, in, and then I couldn't take my dog with me somewhere. And I was like, I need to make this. And then two, I came back from a trip 2016. I'm like, I'm doing this. And then I just went in hard. So I had researched all over the world. I'm a really good shopper. I went, I looked in Russia. I looked in Japan. I looked in China. I looked in Vietnam. I looked in Czechoslovakia, France, everywhere. This wow. thing that I kind of had envisioned in my mind didn't exist. And it started to like bother me where I was like, wow. it's got to be there because I was seeing it in my mind, but it didn't exist in reality. So wow. then I was like, well, how do I make this thing? So then I had clay and I started, and then I knew how to, I knew how to melt gold. So I started mm. making like my first wand and it was wow. just like, and then somebody was like, you need a CAD designer. I'm like, what? Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so then, it, then it was, a, a, then it was like, okay, CAD designer. Then I was like, okay, I need to make these lashes. I looked all over the U S nobody. There's not wow. one lash factory in the United States. So then I was like, well, wow. the Koreans, the Koreans started lash extensions. Maybe they know something. So I went yeah. to Korea only to find out they know nothing except that PBT is the fiber we need. Cause it was invented by the Koreans. The PBT fiber is what we use for Lashify. Wow. And so basically, um, uh, I, I learned about PBT and then I came back home and I just started like melting things and, Wow. Just I'm, I'm and and it was weird. It was almost like I was um, it was almost like I was like in a meditation where I yeah. was like, I gotta crack this. And then when I finally made my first lash, I remember I put it on and I I looked in the mirror and I was like, my friends are going to freak out. And what's weird is I only had one friend. They used lash extensions. Wow. And, but I was like, I remember saying my friends are going to freak out. And wow. I was actually referring to like this collective that was wow. eventually going to be my customer fan base because wow. I still, I still work for that same energy. Does that make sense? I still, yeah, I still do uh, it yeah, ev yeah. every day, every yeah, day. I, I still do it for that. And and when I tell you, like, that's what keeps me going. If like, if you want to know how we've been so successful, that, that, because really my goal is to my, I mean, when I hear these stories of like people telling me they, they have like, you know, um, agoraphobia, haven't left the house for five years. They put on Lashify, they left for the first time or somebody that just got over cancer, massive depression, put her lashes yeah. back on and like, feels like she's alive again. Like that, that stuff is really real. Um, and it's yeah. really what life is about. And it's what keeps me going. Cause man, there is a lot of stress, you know, yeah, I, know. <laughs> I know just personally, after I had my boys, I, I had postpartum depression and I was just so, I was just a hot mess. And my cousin, she was like, you know, you should check out Lashify and you are just going to love the woman who runs it. So heart. She's amazing. And I was like, Okay. Like, you know, I'm like, oh, I go to, you know, I go to the store, get my lashes. Like, you know, and I've seen some other stuff on Instagram. Like, okay, I'll check it out. I checked it out and I was like, oh, oh. And I was like, That's, and, and you were like doing a tutorial and I was like, oh, this is, this looks easy. So I bought some. And when I tell you, it's like, it was just like, it, it, it just instantly lifted my spirits. And I yeah. felt, 
I felt beautiful again. Yeah. For the exactly. first time in a really long exactly. time. Isn't that it was, weird? It was Isn't so it powerful. Isn't, just like no, a lash. Yeah, just a lash. Because what it does is um, we have these lashes that, first of all, are made with love. Like there's a real intention yeah. behind that lash. But also it's so beautiful because I am very picky. I am like a very OCD, like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I really I think in different ways and the lash alone, when you look at it, it's beautiful. And then when you put it on your eyelashes, you're like, now that's me. That's right. That's it's who I am. Seamless. It's seamless, y'all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so you... oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, you literally feel like a better version of yourself. Yeah. You know, my friend, Kim, Kim used to always say to me, I'd be like, what about wig? She's like, no, 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 no. Can't do the wig. Can't do the wig. <laughs> and I would be like, why? She's like, she go, she would go, the wig messes with my head. It messes with my head. Mm-hmm. And that's what the strip lash for me, uh, strip lash is a wig. That ain't, yeah. that's not, that's not mine. That's not nope. mine. Nope. Like when I, when I get a sewing, that's mine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But a yeah. wig is not mine. Right. No. And so, no. and so that's what this is, is it's an extension of yours and wow. it's yours. Right. It, 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 you don't feel like a fake. You don't feel like, you know what I mean? It's the same psychology. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the name Lashify, yeah. where did that come from? Were you just like, huh? Like- so believe it or not, the first business that I was like thinking, I thought, I thought I'd call it pimp my lash. Okay. I thought that was like amazing. I start, you know, first it was going to be like this small thing called pimp my lash. I was just going to make a watch. Yeah. Okay. So I was going to do that. Then, um, I hired Sasha to do my logo and she was like, um, pimp my lash. And I was like, okay. yeah, it's going to be so funny. Pimp my lash. And then, cause I thought I put it on Amazon and she was like, mm. and I'm like, okay, fine. I'll look for another one. So then I was like, lashy, lasha. And then I was like, lashify. And then I go and I see that the website's available for sale. Oh for la- and I was like, I was like, okay, I'm buying it. So then what happened is she made me a logo. Wow. And, and she made me three logos. And once she made me this one logo, the Lashify logo, but the, the S was different. And I was like, yeah, that logo. And then I looked at it and I was like, I can't, I was like, no, 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 no. This is a system. This wow. is a system. This isn't just a wand. This is mm. a system with a whole thing. So it was like that then took me to the next level. And then I was like, okay, I, now once I did one thing, then I, I kept pushing myself. No, let's see if we can do this. Let, let's see if we can do this. And the last wow. was the lash because the lash, I could create them myself in my lab. But yeah. how do we get 1,000 workers who have never made this kind of lash before make this lash? So that wow. was that was the, the most difficult aspect of bringing Lashify to market was the teaching people that have been doing something for a hundred years, how to think about it differently, you know? Wow. So they were like, why are you trying to make this so thin? It's going to break. <laughs> You're going to ruin it. We're waste money. We're going to get bad. I was like, cause I didn't want to tell them how you apply it. You know what uh, I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so then, um, and so then I could feel, I don't know. I can't explain it once I would, I could feel the energy around it and I just kept going yeah. and going. So 
and so then um that's how that's how it all sort of happened and then and then and then um the rest is history i love it and just for you know just for the people who may not know exactly what lashify is okay what's the elevator pitch okay so the elevator pitch is that (laughs) it's lash extensions that you can do yourself so what we did was previous to Lashify, there were single to single lash extensions. And so the technician comes in and glues them one by one on your lash. If they glue it to two, three lashes, it's going to rip out your lashes because we're yeah. using a cyanoacrylate, a really hard, a hard glue. So my, my innovation and my idea was if we take multiple clusters and we melt or heat or fuse them together we can create little segments of lash extensions that mm. the base has to be incredibly flat and thin because that way it can stick underneath your lash. But we, so. need a, but we need a tool that is shaped to your lid that is going to fuse them down the way that they would sit on your lash. And so basically with Lashify, you can, we come in and our technicians pre-make these PBT fibers that are made in multiple clusters that look like the way the natural lash will grow. And then you come in, you apply them underneath and you fuse them just like pin the tail on the donkey. And because the lashes are so thin, you can actually come and stack them on top of each other more and more. And so you can create any looks that you want. You can come in with a shorter one in the corner, a longer one in the end. You know what I mean? You can, you can make them zigzag and basically creativity. Like it's like endless creativity. And there's a, there's a large group of beauty lovers that love to DIY. They like to do things themselves. And so this was like, all of a sudden they had this magical ability because we needed the lash, we needed the bond, we needed the tool. Okay. Yes. As long as we had those three things, we could, we'd never had to go to a lash tech again. And the thing wow. is, I loved my lash extensions. I didn't feel like I was cute without them. But the problem mm-hmm. is, is that they weren't lasting a long time. And I couldn't drive to Koreatown every day, sit in traffic for an no. hour it was a lot. And I was like, I got to, so I, when I started it, I was just thinking about what can I use to have a fill? So I don't look crazy. You know what I mean? (laughs) And so that's how it, that, that's basically what Lashify is. So we've, you know, we've out innovated the, the strip lash technology. We've out innovated the lash extension technology. So technology, you know, at one point we had brick cell phones. Now we have iPhones. It's very similar We've just, and so when you come in with a disruptive company or a disruptive concept, nobody trusts you. Everybody hates you. Right. And then, and then, and then, and then all of a sudden everybody hates you, but they want to copy you. And all of a sudden they're yeah. like, first they're like, this is garbage. It's just, it's strip lashes. Then they're like, oh, you didn't do anything. You didn't even invent this. It was done before. Then it was like, no, you did, but you don't deserve a patent that it was, it's just like, no matter what, like nobody wants to kind of like, you know, give you yeah. the credit because you, because, because you're either pissing people off. You're, you're just pissing people off, but the customers are happy. That's exactly. It's wild. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you guys, it is the easiest thing to apply. Like I, I, I was shocked at how easy it is. You must try it. Like it's insane. And you know, we have a lot of fashion girls 
who listen, fashion guys and gals who listen to the show. And uh, I mean, I personally think a lash elevates a look. Um, Is there, do you have any suggestions, especially with fashion week going on? I know like you have your lash maps and, you know, different combinations and creative layering. Yeah, we're actually, we're actually, what are we, we are, we're going to be, what are we doing in fashion week? We're doing something. Uh, We're, we're there. I don't, I know Justin is flying in next week. Um, Amazing. So I think um, right now, honestly, the stardust lashes are revolutionary. The reason the stardust are revolutionary is because it's five layers of PBT and the PBT is 0.07 millimeters fiber. And so they're very, very wispy, but it's the lightest lash that we make and it's the most long lasting. And so have you tried the stardust? Cause I'll blow I am not, I've been like a basic A. Okay, I, you know what I'm sending you. Can we send her stardust? Basic. Like, I need to send her I'm the so stardust. basic. Don't worry, don't worry. I'm, I'm gonna help. I, I, no, she's gonna send you the stardust. That is, I think, one of our most fun lashes. But the beauty of Lashify is that you just buy the kit. Once you have the kit, you can refill, you can reuse. Yes. I wanted to make this. I wanted to make this affordable for anybody. So, in the sense that the the most expensive part of it is to buy the control kit. Once you've got yeah. that, you refer people. We give you free lashes. You name yes. it. You know what I mean? And, and because I because for us, we can either spend a ton of money on marketing or we can yeah. pass the pass that to our customers who do the marketing for us too. So Absolutely. really the goal is just, you know, we can make, we can make money, but we can't make time, mm. you know, Uh-oh. and that's for, that's yeah. what it was about. Yeah. <laughs> you say dropping the gems. I can't, I can't. No, you guys, I swear, like, I will be like up late at night. The boys just, you know, they're, they've finally gone to sleep. And I'm just like, oh, it's been such a long day. Then I look at Instagram and I'm like, oh, Sahara's doing lashes. And I just turn it on and it's just so much fun. You always give great advice. She does amazing, like all these cool lash combinations. And And you even let the community help sometimes. Like, what should I, what should I add on? Here's what's funny. Okay. So listen, daytime starting at 8 a.m., 8 a.m. all the way through. It's like meeting after meeting, business, business, da, 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 da. My way of relaxing is going online and doing my lashes. And sometimes I'm not even like, sometimes I had a couple of drinks. I'm like, ah, I know. Like, I mean? hey, after I, beat. Right, right. <laughs> like I've got my beats going. Her music is bomb y'all. Like she, <laughs> they have a Lashify playlist, which we will add in the show notes because it, it's popping. But well, you know why? So, you know, like I said, I grew up in Northern California and there was a station called KITS and at midnight, every night they had dance hall hours. And so when I was a kid, that's what I would listen to starting at around nine years old, every night, midnight dance hall hour. Okay. So by the time I got that, I was 16, I was obsessed with Pata Bantan, Yellow Man, Burning Spear, Black Uhuru, Steel Pulse. I was like going to Santa Cruz, you name it. Like I was really into that. And so what's interesting is that's always been, um, you know, uh, uh, First, it started with like reggae, then it was dancehall, then it was just like Afro beats, you know, um, but I, that, that music, that music is lifts me like in a way, and I can't even, I can't even, it just creates energy. Um, and then I started hearing A-Stars beats and I was like, who is this person? 
<laughs> okay. I'm like, who is this person? Mm-hmm. So I contacted him or something. And yeah. A star is massive in the UK. He's like one of the biggest Afro beats artists. And I basically got five of his songs from him. And I was like, I'm going to play these. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And so we made a deal. And, um, and so that, and so I play, I like play that music all the time. You know, I mean, they can take me off Instagram. I got the rights. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I cannot. I love it. I love really quickly. What is your sun sign? Gemini, Libra, Rising, Scorpio, Moon. You're a Gemini. Yeah. Yeah. Gemini. Oh God, me too. Really? Yeah. I knew. It. I knew. It. I knew it. I'm a Leo. I'm a Leo rising, but oh. I have the I have the Cancer Moon. That's good. That's a good. That's a good Moon. Though I have a lot in Cancer too. I have. I know. I have a lot in Cancer as well. No, it's good. It's really good when Gemini's have the other st- stuff because otherwise they're like, you know. I know. Too shallow. Too shallow. <laughs> but no, but like sort of that, you know, like when you're, I call it basement mode, when you're just like focused and you're like, I got to get this done. I like, yeah. you become obsessed, obsessed yeah. with it in a way. Yeah. But I think it helps, it helps you build something. And And speaking of building, you have built an amazing community. I think that in addition to the product, you have built this amazing Lashify community. Like, how did you do it? And what what is the reasoning behind that as well? Because that takes a lot of work too. Well, it, remember, it goes back to what I said before about I knew that in the early 2000s that communities is how I would mostly sell product, right? If I wanted to. And so I yeah. knew that communities... I liked communities. And then I realized that, um, you know, I was doing that forum stuff like early 2000s. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, no, like I'm like an OG when it comes to the internet. Like I, you know, I know yeah. HTML, I can do a little code. So I'm, I've also, I've also been like a very like sort of strong personality. So I know how to run yeah. forums. I can smell a troll from 5,000 miles away. I myself am a great troll. You can't, you can't <laughs> troll a troll. You know what I mean? And so, I was like, you know, so, so when someone comes in and they're, and they're, I'm like, get out bye. you know, so I'm, a, I'm a very strong personality and that sort yes. of strong personality is what guides the, the group. So mm. these are the things I believe in. I believe in equality. I have friends yeah. of all different colors, white, yeah. black, Chinese, Latina, Middle Eastern, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm into. And I don't, I don't see, that's it. That's it. We all love lashes, period. End of story. (laughs) We all, we all all love lashes. We love to laugh. We love music. We love each other. You know how much joy it brings me when I see, we know this, like you go into these like beauty groups. If if there's, you know, there's everyone, it's, it's a lot of the same people. You know, if I, the first great review that I got, just so you know, was in Lipstick Alley. If Lipstick Alley oh. gives me a good review, I have never been so happy in my life. Cause I was that like, wild. Cause you know, it's no, yeah, they're going to, they will either rough. drag you okay. or lift you. <laughs> and so, so they, you- they actually, they actually lifted me up and you know, wow. um, I, you know, for me, I love the fact that we have white girls posting, we have black girls yes. posting, we have Asian girls. Po- I love yes. that. 
and yeah. everybody's in it and everyone's equal and it's not because the, the issue that we're having is that people don't interact, man. They don't yeah. interact in the yeah. way that they should. And yeah. when I was a kid, I didn't even realize, like I lived in Atherton. And then we had, and I went to Menlo Atherton and then all these kids came also lived in East Palo Alto. I didn't know that East Palo Alto was redlined. I didn't yeah. know that. So, but yeah. what was cool was that I was in a public school, right? So it was like, <laughs> we all hanging, we're right. But the truth is it's redlined. That's not right. Right. I didn't know that. Yeah. And, what, and, and I, that's what we have to sort of remove those barriers. Yeah. And I love everybody. it. I, and, and on, I will say specifically on the Facebook group, a lot of people post like, you know, oh, like in their cars with their lashes or like at their weddings or, you know, I just love it about, and it's so diverse, diverse in yeah. age, like race, gender, like it's just so beautiful. And it's such a great way, like for all of us to like interact together it's like you look good girl like you know when one of my clients said sahara my son came in and goes mom are you listening to a star like literally like that's really funny you know what i mean yeah. the mom's like yeah, yeah. You yes. know, it's just like bringing bringing people's mojos back you know i mean i need i need a lashify conference i'm just telling you right now i mean you can call it something else you know we're doing it we're doing summits, it whatever i'm I've like to, i'm I've, trying to I've, go i've been talking about la a lashify cruise for like three years now <sighs> i know we're doing it okay. we're doing it so you know um, um yeah good. Nothing. That's, that, that's, that's my greatest joy is like bringing everybody together. Yeah, and so much fun. And so much like, fun. So much fun. Like we're lifting each so other up, which I love. Really. Like, and oh, really girl, we are. Oh, girl. Yeah. Really we are. And we need you know? it. And we need it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah. you know, we, we dealt with COVID. We, we've like, oh that God. group has been through a lot together. You know, first it was COVID that was like freaking everybody out. Then George yeah. Floyd, that was freaking everybody oh out. My God, then, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yes. so we've gone through things. Um, yes. um, and I think we've all kind of gotten closer. And also yeah. I think for us as a company, um, you know, one of the hardest things was to get people to trust us. When I tell you, because we've all been so um, ripped off in general, like yeah. every time you buy something from Instagram, it's like the worst thing in the world. You know what I yeah. mean? So, yeah. so everyone's really paranoid about being scammed. And I spent the first probably two years of my business trying to convince people that I'm not a scammer. And wow. so it was wow. hard. And I was like, why am I dealing with this? And I realized, oh, because the people before me set it up this way, you know? So a lot yeah. of times we pay, we pay for someone else's history. Um, yeah. and, 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 and the thing is, is when you get the trust of the consumer, yeah, that's, you never want to lose that, you know? Yeah. So, and you always want to make them your number one, no matter what. So, and, you know, I think it's beyond just lashes. I think in general right now, people are just you know, like there's people out there who are just selling whatever, like, it seems like you're constantly being like sold something, especially yeah. with social media. Yeah. So, and then you don't really know what the intentions are behind the brand, behind the product. 
So I really feel like with Flashify, the authenticity has been very important and, and in helping you uh, become so successful because like, yeah. you know, in your lives, you'll be like, oh, well, we're, we're working on this, you know, or like e- when you spoke about how to wash the lashes, like, I remember that one specifically and you're like, what okay, did I- yeah, we use like, e- there's like this little washing machine, like, oh my that, God. You can- that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> this I remember is what I, mean. that. I was like, yeah. And you were like, you know, I, I think I'm going to like create something. So can like, but then you, you came up with a different, a different product to take the lashes off. Yeah. I mean, it's just like a constantly evolving thing and you're listening, you're listening to the customers and, and you're finding solutions, so which I love. What we need. Yeah. To what we need. It's, it's really fun because it's kind of like, imagine you're like a chef and everybody's waiting for your food. You're like, okay, I just made something amazing. You know what I mean? And so there's that back and forth, that back and forth really as a brand, what we, I look at myself, like I'm a beauty innovator. What do, what else can we make that's going to make our life better? What are we going to do that's going to make us feel good? You know? And the thing is, is beauty at the core of it. Anybody Mm. that really loves beauty, they love it because of how it makes people feel. And what happened was somewhere along the line, it became about lies and marketing. And I don't know when that happened, but it's no, no beauty can make people feel really good. And I looked into it. When you look at the lash market, I was like, wow, there's like no innovation. Wow. Mascara nobody's reformulated since like 1901. Like why, 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 why is that? Oh, I'll tell you why. Because the people that own the companies generally don't use the products. Okay. And so the thing is, is if you keep, you know, it's very important for me to protect female entrepreneurs. And the reason that I'm really um, aggressive about my RIP and protecting RIP is because generally um, up until now, nobody has ever respected, um, IP, especially in the beauty place from women. So, um, almost every single patent has been infringed on and you don't hear about all of these like inventor because they didn't get paid, you know what I mean? And so I was like, well, if I'm going to put this much thought energy into this and I'm going to put my soul into this, I don't, and then I, I don't want to get knocked off. And then I realized yeah. that all of these hair extension inventions, all of these wig inventions, all of these nail and every one of them gets stolen. So why would people wow. keep innovating? How come yeah. we got it? How come we got a guy on the moon? How come we got electric cars, but we can't put our lashes on? Yeah. Because... Yeah the people that are actually innovating, the ones that actually emotionally need it, need it. They need it so much. They're willing to invent it. They're willing to tap in to figure it out. Those people, they're, they, they're not scientists and patent writers and, and, and engineers. They're just people with brilliant ideas. And so I was like, you know, um, we have to make a change because how, how do you build wealth this through generational wealth? Well, you only build it if somebody can respect what's yours. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, so, absolutely. So, 
And you have several trademarks and patents. And, you know, we have have 105 patents. (laughs) I mean, how difficult. I, I think that sometimes people get intimidated with inventions or, you know, trademarks or patents. Like, isn't that hard? You know, like, so for someone who has an idea, like, what advice would you give to them in terms of just how to go about? establishing something like that. The first thing I would do is I would write, I would write down the idea and explain it as well as I can with a picture um, and, you know, draw it out. Um, That's the first thing. Um, Don't show it to anybody. Uh, Get a patent attorney. It doesn't have to be a super expensive patent attorney. It's called a patent prosecutor. And a prosecutor is the one that writes your patent for you. Um, And then you, you get a provisional and a provisional means that like, even if you come in and and say, my name is Kirsten, here's my invention. It's going to be a, this and a, this, and you send it to the patent office with a timestamp. That's your provisional. Okay. So what happens is it, it, it can take you four or five years to finish that patent. Okay. But if the date of your provisional, that's what matters. So right now, mm-hmm. let's say I'm in litigation, right? My patent was granted in 2020. My wow. provisional started in 2016. People started copying me, right? That's a chance they took because you can copy someone when their patent is pending. But once that wow. patent gets that, once you get, get it, you're full. They can come for It's you, over. Right? Wow. And so, and so, that and so the, the biggest issue is that my date is 2016 because mm. that's when I so you can come in and say, Oh, this was there in 2018 and 19 because yeah. I invented it, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, and then they try to confuse the marketplace and they try to go, Oh, well, no, but this and this and this, no, 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 2016. So that's the first thing after wow. that. After that, you um, you uh you get the patent and then you decide if you need money to create it or most of the time you don't most of the time you don't you can make that one thing that one thing like i made my first lash myself you know what i mean and wow, i patented yeah. that right oh, so okay and, like it's the and then you get the, the a design patent so if you're doing a design of something that takes just about a year or two to get a utility mm-hmm. patent which is how something works that takes about four or five years. And that's the, that's the strong pattern. Yeah. There's so many. You know, you want to, you don't want to, if you want to get a trademark, don't bother trying to sign up yourself, get a lawyer to do it. It shouldn't be that yeah. much, it, you know? Um, but it's also important that a patent doesn't really mean anything if you're not able to protect it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. the patent alone, whatever, $5,000, $10,000, protecting it, millions of dollars. And so that's something that we have to sort of change because the way that the system is set up, it's very oppressive. No. It's very, yeah. um, it's like the rich are getting richer because what happens is people like me come and we innovate and then the big mass market companies um, go to the, the, the Chinese factories and they say, hey, yeah. what do you have? And then the Chinese factories say, oh, here's what we have. All of their ideas are from the recent American patents wow. or from the little businesses. So then the big guys wow. come in and go, the big guys come in and go, okay, give us that. Oh. We're, we're going to flood the marketplace. 
So then they come and they flood the marketplace and by the, and they, and they take all the business. And by the time the small guy comes in, they don't have any sales anymore and they can't defend it because they've been wow. drowned out. And so I saw that happen twice to people. And, the, and I was like, that's not happening to me. So what I did yeah. was I came in and then I started pushing the name Lashify out. And so yeah. that was one of the best things I did because by the time the copycats came, people were like, what you doing? That's Lashify. <laughs> yeah. they, they were like, no, they were like, hey, this is the new way to lash. They were like, hey, this is the new way to lash. And people were like, um, no, it's not. This has been around for a minute. What are you talking around. about? That, yeah. And, and, and as a small entrepreneur, the, the thing that you have is your voice. You mm. have your voice. Use it. You know what I mean? Make some noise. They have 10,000 footprints in every Walmart, every CVS, every Target, right? I can't beat them, but I have a voice and I can Mm. talk and I can be loud and I can be like, hey. I love it. Yes. (laughs) Well, I'm going to. Oh, good, good, good. I was going to say, it's funny because, you know, in our, in, in some of the legal stuff, they ask, you know, why did you say this? I'm like, I said it. Cause I have to say it. You know what I mean? Like I have to say things for people to listen to me. I'm here. Hi. You know, so you have to, you have yeah, to But like, defend yourself, defend yourself, speak your mind. I see a lot of people on TikTok like talking about like this happened, that happened. The people, the people can save us, right? The people wow. can save us. Cause if the people come and say, you know what? No, no, we're not okay with this. We're not okay with this. Hey, so-and-so store, stop selling that. Hey, so-and-so yeah. store. You know what I mean? The people, because otherwise, you know, it's political. Everything's political, right? The Lashify army, I tell you, we we let her know. We will we let, let you know <laughs> if something goes down. <laughs> I love it. So, you know what? You're always in the camera applying the lash. Your skin is perfection. I need to know, what are you putting on your face, Sahara? What is your beauty routine? You know what? It's a freaking filter. Okay, let's get get that first part right. Nobody looks that good. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the skin is like... No, Mm. I think I've got the Persian skin. Okay, Mm. I have... My mom has good skin. Um, And... And I use a lot of natural products. There's a, there's, I, I like the, I really genuinely think you want to know what the fountain of youth is water, aloe vera, water, aloe vera. Okay. Aloe vera does things to the skin and to the hair that there's just not enough attention put on that. Okay. Water, aloe vera, um, um, aromatherapy stuff that's natural with active Mm. ingredients that's the stuff that I'm super interested in. Um, and you know, uh, uh, I've done a little, you know, a little ulthera here and a I little mean, hey, there, you know, but whatever. I'm, going, I'm, I'm due. I'm due. You know, people ask me anytime yes. somebody asks me like, what have you done? I tell them, what are I going to do? Lie yeah, about I it? Mean, why not? Make, yeah. You know, literally, you know, if, if, if that wasn't a gift from God, then, 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 then be straight about it because they're going to feel like there's something wrong with it. No, be straight about yeah. it. If that's a gift from yeah. a doctor. Say so. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, Hey, you know, yeah. gravity uh, happens. Mm-hmm. It happens, but not over here, not over here. So going into the, there is a, I, I have like all the lives in my head. There was a live where you were talking about 
uh, a period in your life where you were just like completely drowned in debt, but you were giving us advice on how to shop for the essentials. You were talking about quality versus quantity and being very selective about what what you choose. So basically, remember when I said like handbags, right? So I, I was a luxury shopper. I loved, so anytime I made any money, like the first thing I would do, like, listen, if I made $5,000, I spent 5,200. Okay. That was me. Okay. And it didn't matter if I couldn't afford it. The more I couldn't afford it, the more I wanted it. Okay. And so what happened was, um, at some point I, I, like I was, I was making all this money writing and I was buying all these handbags. And then next thing you know, I'm not, there's a writer's strike and I'm not making money. And so I'm like, Oh Mm -hmm. shit, I got to pay my mortgage. Sell a bag, sell a bag, sell a bag. But here's the thing. If that bag was from like H and M or from Zara. So you have no problem buying five bags from H and M or Zara. Well, if you add those five bags together that's the price of that one designer bag right but the thing is that designer bag holds value you can always sell that designer bag and so usually if it's a good one it'll keep going up and so i always thought well instead of buying like literally i would go on ebay and i'd find like louboutin for like 150 dollars like somehow some sample sale and then when I wanted to sell them, I would sell them for like $400. So I was always, I was always like trying to buy low, sell high, buy low, sell high. But I was, you know, and the thing is I, I found myself and I, so I always tell people like, don't waste money on the junk. Mm. Save for, you know, like every season you're like, shit, it's winter. I got to buy clothes. Buy one really nice jacket, buy one really nice boots the rest of these Zara tank top, whatever, but yeah. buy those essentials and you're going to look good. You know what I'm saying? Those, those little things. Like yeah. you, you know, you look at a man and you look at his shoes, you know, you look at a girl, you look at her lashes, right? When you've got like beautiful lashes that look like you spent a million, uh, a box, like that's, that's a whole, that's a whole look, right? I so love it. That's sort of my view. And also I will tell you, I, I was a huge shopaholic and I just wanted to buy, I was, I would go like walk by stores and blink. Like I was a, like a G and somehow it would come to me. I'd be like, mm, I want that. And I'd blink again. I want that. So, I know it's so crazy. But what's so funny is that, um, you know, I've made, I've made, I've made money now. I can buy what I yeah. want. I don't want any of it, Kirsten. It's all designed for people that can't afford it. That's what's oh my up. God. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm telling wait, you. Wait, 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 wait. It's oh. a trap. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait. So how, 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 how did you shift your thinking here? You want to know? Like what? How, it, yeah. Because I work so hard for my money, and then I'm wow. like, am I really going to pay five thousand dollars for this freaking leather bag that's not even leather that has somebody's logo on it? Not yeah. worth it. Not wow. worth it. Does it's stupid? It doesn't yeah. make sense. You know what I'm saying? So you want one of them, but yeah. I don't need 15 of them. I needed 15 of them when I couldn't afford them. Does that wow. make sense? Right. Like I need it. And so what I realized is that's a trap too. There was no stress, no stress in this world. 
no stress that was bigger than how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to pay that visa? How am I going to pay that Amex? No stress. I remember walking, like literally driving in my car and being like, deep breath, deep, like, how am yeah. I getting, and when and Amex was calling me like, Hey, you know, and I, Oh, they don't play. And you know, and so, and so why? So I could get that throw. What yeah. the hell was I going to do with these 50,000 Balenciaga bags? Wow. What was I going to do? So what I realized is I had an addiction. I either had to be shopping or I had to be selling. Wow. Okay. Because wow. it's right. I had to be, I had, I just had to be doing something like that. And wow. so now I'm like, I'm not getting in that trap. Spend your money on jewelry that will, mm-hmm. that makes you feel a certain way or something designer Buy one, if you have to buy it. So then you can sell yeah. it just in case and wow. it's all replaceable and it's all replaceable. None of it means anything at the end of the day. That is wild. It, that completely makes sense because people who don't have the means are essentially trying to prove something like there's a self-worth connection there. That's right. That's right. right. And it's a, and it's a, and and it's actually kind of like the devil. Okay. I'm telling you because it will get you into a lot of trouble and then you won't feel good. And then you'll be like, I'm broke. And then you're like, but I don't feel, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's a whole, it's a whole, it's a cycle. I did it. Yeah, I hate that. I'm telling you, and I, I remember there's no bigger stress. I'd rather be sick than than in debt like that and wow. feel that way. You know what I mean? Because wow. at least if you're sick, you know you're going to die maybe. I know. You know, like, yeah, shit, that's over. You I get out I mean? with you. <laughs> I love it. I but love like, it. But like debt, that ain't leaving. Nobody's going to get That's stressful. No that's that. stressful. Yeah. It is. It really is. And I think in fashion, especially, there's always this like, oh, like in order to be in, you need this. And especially during fashion week, people are like, oh my God, you know, for the influencers who want to be photographed and and may not be getting their items for free, may feel pressure to. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like, that's the, what's the problem with that is. So you come and you're like, okay, I'm going to buy that Bottega jacket. And you're like, okay, I'm going to spend like a lot on it. And then all of a sudden it's on sale for 70% yeah. off. And you're like, I'm an idiot if I just waited yeah. three months. And then you don't want to do it again. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, And it's over. And then, it's like over it's in over. two seconds. It's, and this is the thing is like, you can't wow. take the Persian out of the Persia. I don't like paying retail. I really don't yeah. like it. It does Our not views. bring me joy. And so that's why I would lashify the yeah. first thing I did was offer a membership. I'm like, nobody likes retail. Wow. You know what I mean? It's all brilliant. Yeah. It's all a projection of how I want it to be. You know, I want things on discount. I'll sign up for a membership. I'll be loyal. Give me that at a certain price. You know, you'll be like, I'm creating a discount code right now. And I'm like, yes. Like Megan, she's on my team. She's actually in New York on the ground right now at Fashion Week. She's like, I, I got, I got them in, Kirsten. Like, she's so excited. And she's like, and I got them on sale. There's a discount code. Oh, we great. love the discount codes. We I love, love a discount. You know, I will not go to a Bed Bath and Beyond without that code. Oh no, 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 no. Absolutely not. Yeah. It's Absolutely like offensive. Not. Absolutely. And you know, I have to ask, and I'm sure you've, you've said it a million times or you haven't shared it, but that necklace, your signature necklace, the evil eye necklace, y'all. Yeah. So So this is, so Lido is a designer in Greece 
And she, and uh, years ago, like when I was writing, I bought one of her necklaces. And what's really weird is like, it has some power. I'm not kidding. Because every time, like every time something goes wrong, it breaks. It's like, I'm telling you. So it's like a protection for me. I love it. I have asked her, I was like, can you please do a collaboration with me? And she's like, well, because her stuff's really expensive. She's all about the fine yeah. jewelry. And Absolutely. So, and so I'm gonna, I'm working on it. I'm gonna work on it. I'm telling you, I would love it's gorgeous, love, you guys. It's so gorgeous. You know, Obsessed. I love these little I love these little evil eye things, you know. Um, I love jewelry. I love it. Well, who are you wearing right now, Sahara? Who are your go-to I, designers? You're always in um, black, which I love. I, I'm in the same shit. I wear the same. You got honest to God. <laughs> Ask Andrea. I have 20 of these dresses because I have so many decisions to make that the last thing I want to do oh is think God. about what I'm going to wear. But I did go oh. a little bit crazy lately. I, I really, speaking of Bottega, I'm not going to lie. They're making some amazing stuff. I, I you know, I, 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 you know, I got the leather shorts and, you know, got some heels, <laughs> you know, but I don't leave my house, man. All I do is work. I don't, I don't leave my house. I don't even care. I like it. But weren't weren't you out like with Dita Dita at one point like yeah, a, yeah, a few weeks ago? I've left like okay, I'll tell you. I went to D Nice uh, last weekend, the week <gasps> the weekend before. You okay. went? Okay, so let me tell. Okay, so my one of my really good friends, Jessica Rosenblum. That's how I yes. met Kim. Jessica gave D Nice his first gig, and so he flew her in, and so we went. And when I tell you, it was magical. It was the energy mm. that the the vibe. I looked at Jessica and I was like, "We are we are going to church," and she yes. was like, I'm, "And I'm telling you, uh, I, have, I have I have never been to an event at the Hollywood Bowl wow. that felt like that. Like I came out of that like, I mean, the, yeah, unbelievable, and you know." What he did for a lot of people oh my during God. COVID was he lifted them like out of the darkness and like yeah. it, it was honestly like I, I could cry talking about it. That event was yeah. incredible and he is such good people. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, I could like talk to you forever because I love hearing you just share and I will be watching the IG lives and I, I would highly recommend that you all check them out because, you know, she's talking about church, you know, with D nice. But when I tell you Sahara with that necklace, honey, I am. So I, I feel like you ministered to me Rand, you're like, you know, I don't know who needs to hear this tonight, but I'm going to share. And when you do, I was like, ah, like one of your IG lives, I was just like crying in the dark. Like I was going through like a crazy time and you were like, I don't know who needs to hear this. And it just like spoke to my soul. And I was like, Sahara just took me to church. So you do that as well. You do that as well. You got, you know, like, like this is, um, um, uh, uh, it's about being obedient, right? You gotta, you gotta, you, you, you have to stay in line, stay, stay in line. If I believe in that. I believe in like yeah. listening to my spirit telling me what to yeah. do. And sometimes I feel like I got to say something. So I say it. Sometimes I feel like I got to get in line. So I get online. 
you know, when you do, when you do work like this, believe it or not, when you're sort of like the face of a brand, you have the ability to, um, lift people up or you have ability to take them down. You know what I mean? And it's something you know, you can take someone down. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? But it's like, yeah, yeah, but I like take that as I take that very seriously. Like I'm never going to get on there. I'm never going to get online Mm. and set and have bad energy. Otherwise I'm not coming online. Does that make sense? It's like, like you you have to be on top of your game and like, you know, um, because people need it, you know? And so it's, what's beautiful about it is it's back and forth. It's just back and forth. Absolutely. Well, this is a fashion moment. And I know that you have forsaken some of your fashionable garbs, but, you know, is there a moment in your life? It could be personal, professional, or something that you've witnessed that was truly just magical for you, like a fashion moment. Like some people share like their child, like, you know, a dress that maybe they wore for Easter when they were like five that they vividly remember. Like there's just so many things, but is there something that really sticks out for you? Oh yeah. Okay. So when when I was little, I was all about laying in the sun. Okay. You see these gold bracelets that I wear? Yeah. I I always (laughs) had these on and we were in Greece and there was these, these um, summer dresses and they were in the, in the, in the arms were made of chains. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So fly. So fly. So imagine like chiffon and then with like these <gasps> little chains is that, yeah, just, it was, oh, and it was cute. so gorgeous. And so yeah. all my life I was looking for that dress and I wow. eventually found one, but I love, I mean, I love fashion. I'm a shoe person. I've always been into mm-hmm. shoes and handbags. I generally wear all black. Um, why? Because I like it. Okay. Like I like the color black. <laughs> I, I like to wear black. Shit, I look better in black than anything else. I just do. But I, for me, it's all about the shoes. If your shoes are wrong, the whole thing's wrong. Wrong. wrong, um, wrong do you wrong, have wrong. a go-to? Do you have a go-to shoe? Um, well, I will tell you that I, 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 you know, me and Dita talk about this. I was wearing Louboutins, like literally in my last college year. Cause I would buy them on eBay. I'd get good prices on yes. them. You know what I mean? So, um, right now for shoes, I would say one of my favorites is Celine has always been, yes. um, uh, like I said, I like the Bottegas right now, you know, those furry Louboutin slippers. I wore the yes. shit like two <laughs> literally, literally. <laughs> And I'm like cruelty free, but I was like, I got, I, I got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, you know, I mean, honestly, I love fashion, but I'm so I swear. Well, I am going to, I am going to fashion week in Paris, so I do have my outfits. Yes, uh, yes. Ready for? Are it. they done? Are they curated, or or is it still? Well, I was going to hire a stylist and then like, I got this stylist and she's like, great. Oh my God. It's going to be so amazing. I'm $5,000 a day. I was like, Oh my God. I Okay. Thank you so much. Bye. Right. Oh, <laughs> I can't give you. Cause I was like, yo, I don't, I have good taste. Like I, right. I just need you to buy stuff for me and then ask me if like, and then I'll say yes or no. I don't right. need you to like give me a makeover. I do you know what I could buy for 5,000? No, I'm just, I can't help it. I'm like cheap like that. 
You know what I mean? Like I'm just. I mean, but I mean, it it makes sense though. It makes sense. Yeah, you don't need all that. I'm telling you, even if I even if I make five thousand dollars a second, which I don't, but I'm saying even if I did, I don't want to pay that. Like I just don't. You know what I mean? Like it it doesn't. I don't need that kind of help. Um, No. So I don't know, but maybe you could help me. We'll talk. We'll talk offline. Listen, I'm actually getting a, I want a fashion <laughs> app. I've asked my assistants to put all my clothes inside of a fashion app so I can freaking see what I own. But we will talk offline. Okay. We will talk offline. Yeah. Because I, I mean, years ago, years ago, I'm like, there needs to be something that can do that easily. Thumbnails, switch it around. Anywho, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like let it all out. I but like, so. yeah, because but you the- know what's interesting? Like from an entrepreneurial standpoint, at the time I I presented, you know, the the entire idea to some venture capitalists. And there were these two guys, and they were like, ah. I don't know. And they were like friends with my boyfriend at the time. And I was like, so like, do they like it? Like what's going on? They're like these German twins. And he was like, let me go talk to them. He was like in medicine. And so like, they have a steak dinner and like, literally at like at the dinner, he's like, oh yeah, they're interested. I mean, of course I broke up with them and it didn't, it didn't, <laughs> it didn't go through, but like, it was interesting to see how women, especially women of color, it's very hard to get your ideas through. And uh, after that, I was like, forget it. Forget. I'm done. I'm done. Forget it. it do, you know how many like, people, do you know how many people told me I had no idea what I was doing? Like one of yeah. the number one, one of the number one reasons that I won't you know, cause I've had a lot of investors want to come and invest and, you know, they want governance and et cetera. And I'm like, no, no. And they're like, why? I'm like, because yeah. my two investors, my dad, and also someone else, all of the advice that they gave me was bad advice. And if they had wow. control, if they had control over my decisions, we would have gone in the other way. So That's no, so I listen to myself. Cause I'm going to tell you something before we leave. And this is something yeah. that everybody needs to know. Men tend to get better looking as they get older. Women get smarter. Period. And we're not given credit for it, but we get smarter. I was not this smart when I was 20. I was also not this smart when I was 32. You see what I'm saying? Like, we're, yeah. I'm, I'm only, and I, and I realized that, and I started looking at other, and I'm like, you know what? That's, that's the secret sauce right there. That's a secret wow. sauce because if we get smarter, you know, um, we can, we can do a lot. We could solve problems on a massive level. So Amazing. yeah, I love it. One I last thing. Idea. This I is love, it. By the, by the way, sw- oh no, you gotta I, I, do that. I'll send it to you. I okay, will email you. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll email you the bullet okay. points, okay, but good. that aside, I have to ask you because when I was doing my research on your, on your life and, and amazing accomplishments, I noticed that there was a picture of you and Kim Porter. And I said, excuse me, yeah, excuse me. And she had like given me my first fashion internship. Like that That's was like so- my first real thing. What do you mean? And Explain that where, where? Yeah. Where? So I was, so I went to Howard University okay. in DC okay. 
And, you know, I wanted to work in fashion my whole life. My parents were like, ah, no, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna study business. They were like, yeah. you're going to study international business. So that's what I did. And so a friend of mine was like, yeah, Congressional Black Caucus. They're having a fashion show. And Kim Porter is looking for interns. Like, do you want to like, you know, come through and like help? It was like, sure. And I went and she was just like, all right, like style the men's section, you know, go over here, do this. Do that. I was just happy to be there to like be working in fashion. She's, and she called me, she's like the girl with the hair that that was my name. Like the whole girl with the hair. Cause I had like this, you know, natural hairstyle. And she was just so phenomenal and just so nice and just amazing. And I saw that you, you were at a dinner with her like years ago, 2016. And I was just wondering, like, do you have any like memories of her? And like, what was she like? Kim was, um, so Kim, Kim, Kim and I became friends. I think it was like 2014 or 15. I don't know. And we met through Jessica Rosenblum. And Jessica Rosenblum had, um, she started like the white party with Puffy and, and, you know, used to manage like master flag and like, just, you know, she was in that scene. She was like, you got to meet my friend, Kim. She's like, because you guys are going to love each other. And so Kim had just moved to LA and then we met and we literally became like BFF and she would drive over the hill and she would come over for like three, four hours and we would just talk and we talk about like deep stuff and we talk yeah. about her relationships and my whatever. And um, to be honest, uh, she like, we'd be like, let's go here, let's go there. And I always flaked because I was always working on Lashify. Oh, yeah. And then um, she came over and I was like, Kim, you, you got to see this lash. And I put it on and it was the blue lash. And she put, she puts it on. I have the picture of my phone and she was like, yeah. Kim did, Kim did this thing where you'd go, um, do you like it? And she'd go like really dramatically. (laughs) And she was like, and she was like, and she like did that speechless thing. And so I caught and that was the first person I ever put the blue lash on. And so it's called the Royal wow. Kim. It's called the Royal no Kim. Way. Blue lash. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. And so, um, before, you know, I, you know, before she, she, I like to say transitioned, yeah. she, she put her niece with me. And so, um, you know, and she set a lot of things up. She was the most, um, magical, I, I, I really, you know, she walked into a room and you were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And the, the greatest thing about her is that she loved God and she yeah. loved being black. Yeah. She loved when I tell you, and that's what, how I know so much about, but like she, loved, like, I'm telling you, you would never seen somebody with more beautiful hands, more oh, beautiful feet, gorgeous. more beautiful skin, more, the most that beautiful hair. teeth. Every yes. part of her was like stunning. And let me tell you, when she left this earth, that was one of, for me, the hard, like, because I loved her. Like it was hard to meet somebody that was that dope. 
You know what I mean? That really was a woman. And like what I loved about her, she knew she was fine. She knew it. She would watch, she'd be like, she'd like take her camera. She'd be like, mm, look at this. And I was like, yes. ah, ah. You know, and she was funny and like the funniest. And she loves her boys. Like all she would talk about is Christian and Quincy and the girls. And like, she just loved them. And you know, that was like, Oof, that one was hard. That was, yeah. and I, I mean, that one was hard, you know, and I was doing a live and like, I just like freaked out, but yeah, she was the most special person in the world. Um, really one in a billion, everything that everybody possibly thinks about her. She was that she was that, and she should have gotten a lot more attention in, 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 in this life. Um, and she, Absolutely. you know, and at least Absolutely. now everybody, now everybody, now everybody knows, but so that was a yeah. Warhol event that um, we went to um, a friend of mine was hosting a dinner. And so I took Kim and Marsha, which is, was, was one of Kim's girls. And we had a really good time. Yeah. I love it. Well, yeah. thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. I love that. I, mean, I actually love that, 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 you know, her. It was so fun. Had... She was so nice. Yeah. She was like, all right. She, and she, she was, was just, real. she's like, she was like oiled down the models. I was like, okay. Like, you know, like, of course they were the Sean John models at the time. And so they're like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but you oh, know, whatever. What, was, what was the greatest <laughs> thing about her? What was really the greatest thing about her was that she was so freaking down to earth like it was she was so down to earth that i was so used to hollywood like uh, she was she was yeah. she was southern okay she was like she was i mean she was like very old-fashioned like if you were going to date her son you better make him breakfast in the morning okay. if you don't, i'm going to tell you something <laughs> about it no she was like that and she, and you know what I'm saying? And she was like, nope, the girls are too young to do their hair. Like, nope, nope. You know what yeah. I mean? She was just great. And we yeah. just had like a really great, um, kind of like a personal sort of, you yeah. know, relationship. And, uh, I loved her. That's so dope. Her. That's yeah. so dope. Hello. So blessed. So blessed. Well, thank you so much. Sahara, thank you, Kirsten. This was so me. much fun. I can't wait to hear about your app. Yes. 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 Thank you for having me. I hope, I, I mean, listen, I'm like, I will just give it to you. Like here, like do your thing. Like it, I just feel like it needs to happen. You know, it'll make people's lives easier. Okay. That, <laughs> and let me tell you, so, and, and I want to tell you this, if any of you are thinking of starting a business, the number one thing before you think, should I do it? Should I not do it? Is ask yourself, how does it help the world? Mm. If it helps the world, if it solves a problem. So if you want to come out with like a t-shirt line that has like diamonds on the collar, no, nobody needs it. Probably not going to, right? How, if you, if you're right, how is, what it, what is it do? Does the world need diamonds on a collar? Probably not. Does the world need an app to organize? And so they know what oh to wear. Does the, do, do we need this? Do we need a service that you can call at any time to get your hair braided? I need that. Okay. Do you need, yeah, you've been talking about that for a minute. <laughs> You've been talking about Shouldn't be that, that hard. Shouldn't be that hard. Thanks, Glam Squad. What about somebody who knows how to bring right. it? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Thank you so much. This is like the highlight of my day. Like, thank you. Thank you. It's been a long day too. I was like, such Lord, a pleasure. Like, such a pleasure. Like, Sahara's gonna be like, I, I'm I'm excited. This is like I've been waiting. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Thanks so much for joining me for this week of a fashion moment. If you like what you hear, we'd love for you to join our community of listeners and spread the word about the show. We also want to hear from you. Share your favorite fashion moments and dream guests with us by sending an audio clip or email to a fashion moment podcast at gmail.com. Or you can tag us on Instagram at a fashion moment and you could be featured on next week's episode. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review and let us know what you think. Until then, see you next time for another fashion moment. Podcast production by Rebecca Rashid and John Taylor Williams. Digital media production by Megan Porras. This recording carries a Creative Commons 4.0 international license. Thanks to Patrick Patrickios for their song, Hot Coffee.